These are the two series we're doing this fall. We're in the midst of hearing God. We're in week three right now, and we'll be coming back to do what is the purpose of the local church, if there is one. Uh, we will be dealing with that. We've had people who've just questioned it outright, and that's great. We're going to talk about what it is, and then see, after Morgan leads us a little bit of how, what is the purpose of the local church, we're going to come back and see, our church is actually living up to that purpose. We're going to actually put on our critical Exodus thinking caps and think, hmm, how are churches doing in meeting the purposes in this big mega-celebrity media-type world in which churches are expanding like a bubble? So let's talk about hearing God for just a moment. I know some of you are just joining us midstream and want to know where we're going. We've actually kind of heard a couple things so far in our two weeks. We've been following along in the Dallas Willard book, which is called Hearing God, and his view is the one we started with. His view could be summarized this way. God created us to enjoy intimate friendship with him, and conversation is at the heart of friendship. We're talking about conversation. God is conversational and speaks to us. So right away, some of you might feel that, well, that's what you've been saying for a couple of weeks, and I'm still feeling a little bit of tension about that. Most people agree that God communicates in various ways. I've put up some on the screen that we've kind of taken as consensus. God speaking directly in an audible voice. God speaking through the word, scripture. An angel showing up. Visions, dreams, prophecy. Last week we added that other believers may come and say something to us and God is using that person to speak directly to you, which is very much akin to prophecy, just on a more personal basis. And deliberation, which is exactly what Exodus does. When the body meets together and deliberates and wrestles over something to come to consensus, that's deliberation. And God speaks through deliberation, as we see in the book of Acts repeatedly. All right, so we've agreed on that. Those don't seem to be debatable too much among the two views we're looking at tonight. Almost everyone kind of agrees, yes, God could show up and send a prophet. He can you know, speak through angels. He can do those things. What we're really asking in this series is, does God do this? Does God speak to your heart? Does he give you impressions, emotions, thoughts? Does he speak in the quiet of your heart? Now, I'm asking it as a question because what we're doing in here is we're wrestling with this question. It's been taught widely across churches that that's what you need to do. You need to go find some quiet time in which God will speak to you, and he'll speak to you in the quiet of your heart. And you may spend some time trying to figure out, well, how do I know that's God? Is that, who is that? Some people experience anxiety because they don't hear anything at all. Some people hear thoughts, and they think, well, that must be God, and they're certain in every way. And we look at them and think, wow, I wish I could be that certain. But Dallas Willard's point of view, not to oversimplify it, but for our purposes, we're going to call it his view, is that, yes, God does do these things. And we as Christians should learn to be in tune to his voice in our hearts. And if we could just do that, then prayer wouldn't be a lonely exercise. Prayer would be a conversation where you are speaking to the Lord, and in response, you hear back. You get these thoughts and these impressions and these feelings. That's one view. I'm going to summarize the other view. Last week, we read a much longer version from Philip Carey. So I'm just going to summarize it this way. And I have the longer text for your groups tonight, if you want to read it, for somebody who didn't read it, because I actually recommend it. It's only a page. 
And maybe while you're sitting there, you want to catch up and read what he says because he had some pretty provocative statements. And we left off last week kind of on a cliffhanger just reading his view and saying, we'll talk about this next week. Here's a summary of his view. The idea is that you're supposed to seek guidance from God, which he says is a good idea. And the key way to do that is by listening to how he's speaking to your heart. That's a bad idea. Listening to your heart contributes to self-knowledge, not knowledge of God. For to know God, we have to listen to God, not yourself. And that means listening to a word that comes from outside yourself. The external word of Scripture. It is good news that God does not speak in our hearts. On the one hand, this means it's okay that the voices in our hearts are our own. And on the other hand, it means that when God does speak, we can hear Him the way we hear people. People we love who are real and therefore exist outside of our own hearts. The kind of implication he makes there is if God only exists and speaks to you in your heart, maybe he's not real. And some of us started to push back against that last week just a little bit and say, I think his view goes a little too far. So our task tonight is to hear back from you. But rather than do it like we normally do, where now we start to discuss, we had plenty of discussion about this last week, I'm going to have a great time editing that talk, trying to bring it down. <laughs> we had so many voices, and we spent so much time. It was a great discussion last week. We're going to actually turn it this way. I'm going to ask you to break up into smaller groups of about six people. I've got some questions written down on these slips, and I want you to try to respond to them and hear what's going on in your group. I'm going to ask that we get the group leaders to summarize a little bit of what was said so that we can hear it. But I want everybody to have a chance to explain what their experience has been with God in this area. I know these views might be totally new to you tonight, but I'd like to know which one do you resonate with more? Which one sounds more like your experience? And the card will kind of walk you through a couple of those questions that we'll pass out in just a moment. As an added bonus tonight, while we're doing all sorts of things we don't usually do, we usually go out to dinner afterwards, while you guys are breaking up into small groups, the idea is we're going to order some pizza and just bring it here so that when we're done with groups, we can kind of hang out and spend time together. Yeah, yeah pizza, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's nothing better than pizza. Oh, wait, no, there is. There is. Free pizza, right? <laughs> That's even better. Christians and free, man, they go hand in hand. So the idea is for us to go for a little while, maybe about half an hour or more, whatever you want to do, and then we'll come back together briefly to see what resulted from this experiment of ours. So, if you want to have a seat, um, any key insights that somebody wants to raise real fast before we kind of break into worship? Something that came out that's kind of earth-shattering that we should hear about? Monique? When we hear that clear voice in our thoughts, quote unquote, whatever, that it felt like outside. Like, it didn't feel internal, like my own heart or something. Like, it, it literally almost was like an interruption to what we were thinking, or just, like, it feels like an outside voice, even though it's a thought. Okay. Yeah, our group came to the same conclusions that um, it can be something we don't really want to do from ourselves and that God tends to kind of repeat things also with other people speaking into our lives or things. Like a confirmation of what you've heard? So you feel like you hear something or you feel something and then later on something happens that kind of goes, yep, I think that was right on because I'm getting it another way. All right? Anyone else? Yeah. Like 
if if we felt God was seeing, it, it felt like you had to do it, or there was some sort of like a real strong draw, either persistence or compelling. Those were words that were strong. Like again, when you're describing like a thought or something, it's like you really have to do this. So your group also felt like God does speak to us to our hearts, and the way that you figure it out is because it's kind of relentless, it's kind of persistent, kind of nags at you. Okay, anyone else? Yeah. Somebody said, why would God speak to us audibly? He could just put the thought in our brain because he controls both. Ooh, that's deep. Next week, next week we're going to talk briefly about something called the God Helmet, which actually deals with that very idea. Well, we're going to bring one in and we're going to try it out, see what happens. If you don't know what it is, science has done these experiments where they use magnetic impulses on people's brains, and all of a sudden people see angels and see all sorts of things, and people say, aha, you see all religion is just in your head, and the response normally is, everything's in your head, right? I mean, at some point, like, whether you see, hear, taste, touch, it's all going through your brain anyway, right? So God created our brain, maybe he can plug right in and just go, put the thought in. Tiffany. We also talked about um, how, with all that, you know, we believe that impressions, thoughts, feelings, the Old Testament test for what happened when a prophet said something and it wasn't from God? What was the uh, penalty? They stoned him. If I had just unlimited time, because, you know, I'd like that as a power. If I had unlimited time, I would actually go through Christian books and all the predictions they've made that have come false and create a stoning list. You know, just for the heck of it. You know, you know people who'd be like, seriously, you're stoned. Our normal model is to teach interactively in this way, and we usually have much more discussion as we drive through a lot of material. Tell me, people who've sat through Exodus that way, did you like break it up into groups? Was that good tonight? Yeah, all groups kind of felt like God does kind of speak to our hearts, right? So if we were just going to go by the deliberation model and say, kind of came to the same conclusion, either you guys really want to believe it, you know, or it seems like that's what the consensus is coming back. And that's good to know because that's our model is to see if the Holy Spirit speaking through all of us, if we come to some sort of consensus in something, that's a pretty good indication that maybe that's where we're feeling given all the diversity of beliefs, views, ages in this room. Yeah. I think something that's important to keep in mind too that I think Peter brought up is that it's, it's always kind of scary when we try to limit what God can do and what God can't do, what God will do and what God won't do because then we might miss something or we might be totally wrong. So it's, it's important to realize that we serve a big God and an unlimited God. Okay. I'll tell you that my personal view of some of Philip Carey's writing, as I've read his book, is that he's probably just sick and tired of seeing people at his little college doing those things that drive us up the wall that Christians <laughs> just do, right? Sitting around going, I just want to hear God say, like all those kinds of things that just are like nails on a chalkboard to anybody who's been around a Christian college long enough. But I think he overreacted as a result of that and wrote a book that just blasts every practice, it seems. And I know you haven't read the book. This is just my assessment. It's like, yes, there's good stuff in there. There's good warnings in there. There's good cautions in there. But I don't know that I would go as far as to say 
that the only way we're going to hear from God is just by reading Scripture and hearing an audible voice, if ever. That's kind of where I've landed, but we'll see a little bit more next week as we talk about thoughts and whether God is actually involved in the process of speaking to us through thoughts. And of course, like tonight, there'll be plenty of free food next week, so come and hang out, meet some people. Let's uh, close in some worship right now. So by the time you finish worshiping God, he will have made pizza up here. <laughs>